Hello and welcome back to the Three Pixels podcast. We're talking about the UK government in this episode. And no, actually, it's not Brexit related. So there we are. Sit back and enjoy. You're tuned in to the Three Pixels podcast. This episode is produced by Ben Ridley. So all the way back since 2015, which at this point seems quite a long time ago, especially in UK government terms, they've been trying to impose restrictions on access to porn. All of the legal measures needed to do so have passed, and it is now only a matter of time before this gets implemented. Although the original date set for the porn ban was in April 2018. Although the date has come and passed and nothing's actually been implemented, which might signal that this isn't going to go anywhere, the plan has far from been scrapped. But the latest hard plan from the government in terms of date is it'll start shortly. So whatever that means. So in case you haven't heard and you're asking me, Ben, how will the porn block work? Well, when you visit a porn site that has these age checks, the website will show a landing page that doesn't have any 18 plus content on it. To be fair, some websites already do, you know, I've done my research just to make sure. And some of them already have a gateway to check that you're 18 before going in. However, anyone can click these buttons and it doesn't do any sort of verification to make sure that you are 18. It's up to you to say, yes, I am allowed to go into this website. So the new system will require users to verify their email address and then their age using a variety of options such as SMS, credit card, passport, or driving license. Some systems will even offer a porn pass that you can purchase from a local shop. Yeah, we've talked about this previously in the podcast. The porn pass is still a thing. It's a simple idea. And like many simple ideas, it almost sounds plausible until you get into the details and you start to realize the porn block is one of the worst ideas ever invented. Okay, maybe not the worst idea the UK government's had, but it's up there. The biggest problem that I and most people have with this is that it just simply won't work. There are literally millions of porn websites out there, and unless you create some sort of blanket ban, which to be clear is a terrible idea, you're not going to catch all of them. And what's more, because the UK is the only country that's going to do this, a VPN will circumvent it easily. And they're so cheap and affordable and easy to get hold of. Anyone with any basic IT knowledge knows of VPNs and knows how to use them. Now I can hear some of the responses to this. Okay, Ben, that doesn't really matter. The whole point is that as long as it catches some of the people, then it's doing its job. And I hear that. And that's probably what the government's thinking. Although honestly, I don't I don't know what the government's really thinking when it comes to this. Yes, although it might be effective in catching most people, it's gonna encourage illegal behavior. In most of these solutions, the same as stopping people from buying alcohol, underage, drugs, from buying anything that people aren't supposed to be doing, It will just drive the people who want to do it into illegal behavior. It's the same as when you hire a bouncer to stop kids drinking in a local pub, you get people drinking in the park instead. And the porn block will do the same thing online, pushing kids towards streaming sites stuffed with malware that don't follow the rules, creepy subreddits, places where you don't want your kids going to. Because these creepy places won't have the age verification checks, they won't be following the rules. And some of these dodgier places, like the dark web, could have all kinds of other even worse content.
We've also got to talk about the adults here, the people who are allowed to go on these websites. And what happens with the data that's collected about all those people? At the moment, when you're using Facebook or Google, it's actually pretty hard to match up someone's real identity to their online behavior. And that is until you make them log in with their real name, real name addresses, identification of any sorts, and you make it a legislation for everyone to do so. This database will be massive. You remember something like the Ashley Madison attack, where people's details got out and they had to pay out 11 million pounds in compensation for 33 million people? Well, there are websites out there that get 64 million visitors per day. We're talking large, large numbers of people. And if that database was hacked and those names exposed, think of the humiliation and pain that could be caused to all those people. Even if the risk is small, the consequences are so enormous, you have to wonder why the information is being gathered at all. So you're probably thinking, well, it's okay, the government's in control of this. They've got a quality team to run the program, right? Right? Well, the government kind of decided not to implement the porn block itself, but to leave it up to the industry. One company working on the solution is called MindGeek. It's developed by something called Age ID, basically a checkpoint for age. And for a fee, it's offering to sell this to other companies. It expects to verify 25 million users in the first month. And what MindGeek doesn't mention, literally anywhere on its website, is that it's the owner of the world's biggest porn sites. Yeah, we're asking the porn sites to protect children from porn. We're also giving MindGeek, via its Age ID system, a free pass to collect everyone's information. According to the Age ID's privacy policy, this is limited to an email address and password, which are protected via a salted one-way hash. A previous version of the privacy policy, which MindGeek states can be updated at any time, claimed the company could collect names, addresses, dates, birth, and browsing data. The privacy implications are mind-boggling, especially since if MindGeek uses credit cards as the basis for Age ID, you're requiring people effectively to announce the fact that they're looking at porn to the credit card companies. I think censorship has an honorable mention here and how the government decides what is classed as pornography and what isn't classed as pornography and how it goes around censoring the internet. Personally, as someone who supports the free and open internet for everyone, I think that going down any form of censorship is a dodgy and a, a tricky road to go down. So there's a whole topic conversation here, but I did want to give it an honorable mention. It'd be good if all of this was done for a really amazing reason. If there was a, a really solid goal to get here that, that was really gonna work and really gonna benefit people. But the policy was launched off the back of an NSPCC report that claimed that more than half a million children and teenagers that access porn stumbled across it. The irony is that if children are going to stumble across porn, then it's probably going to be on social media. But this legislation doesn't cover Reddit or Twitter. I mean, don't get me wrong, let's not go down that road, but it just shows how flawed the line of thinking is. The same report also found that almost a tenth of all 12 to 13 year olds that thought they were addicted to pornography, a stat which gets a lot of press. The media attention clearly fed into the government's agenda because less than a day after the research was released, the legislation was suddenly announced. The problem was, the research was nonsense. It was bad science. NSPCC had commissioned the research from a creative market research group called OnePoll, a survey firm which pays people to fill in online questionnaires. You may know it from such gems as German men are the world's worst lovers and 50% of British adults think Mount Everest is in the UK.
Evidence-based policymaking, this is not. Instead, it seems more of a politically motivated moral crusade based on some weird sense that the internet is scary and bad and dangerous and things would be so much better if we could go back to the good old days of when poor magazines were safely tucked away at the top of a shelf of news agents. So yeah, that's the porn block. Like it or hate it, it's going to happen at some point. Unless you're living in some other country, then hey, Maybe it will happen later on if, if your country likes copying the UK. If you want to read more about this, please check out the episode show notes and you can check out all our great social media stuff there as well. Let us know what you think. I'm always keen to hear your thoughts and opinions and this one would be a great one. So if you want to start a conversation on this, please do so. I would love that. And I'll see you guys on the next one. Adios. You've been listening to the Three Pixels podcast with Alan Taylor, Martin Gregory, and me, Ben Ridley. Music provided by Epidemic Sound. With that, thank you for listening. We'll see you next time. Good night.